Hello, KMA land, and welcome to the Thursday edition of The Double X Factor. I'm your Thursday host, Spencer Williams. And all this week, Sandy Edie Hansen and I have been focusing on self-compassion. And let's face it, double Xers, it's something that most of us aren't very good at practicing. It's such a simple concept, yet for most of us, being kind to ourselves, especially when we experience a letdown or a failure of some sort, well, then it can seem almost impossible. And psychologist Rami Najjar says that one of the reasons for this is that society has conditioned us to focus on self-esteem rather than self-compassion. Najjar says, we've burnt ourselves out in becoming more goal-driven and individualistic. With self-esteem, we got into a way of living where we constantly push ourselves outside of our comfort zones. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, but this message can push many of us to go after things that don't always sit well with us, end quote. Another way to think of this is that if we don't accomplish, 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 we aren't doing enough or we aren't enough. We can feel lazy or complacent. So today I'm going to try to debunk this and a few other myths about self-compassion because research has actually shown that self-compassion not only makes us stronger emotionally, but it actually makes us more motivated. Kristen Neff is someone Sandy has quoted a few times this week, and she's devoted her life's work to studying compassion. And she asks us to consider children. As a culture, we once thought if we wanted them to do well, we should use punishment. Through research, we have learned that encouragement gives more likelihood of helping them succeed. Threats only give us a fear of failure and performance anxiety. Other misconception? Well, there's a feeling that self-compassion comes with some shame. We ask, am I being self-indulgent? Am I engaging in self-pity? But again, if we follow the research, it says we are better equipped to deal with challenging situations. Once again, I'll quote Kristen Neff, as she says, most people find that when they're absorbed in self-judgment, they actually have little bandwidth left over to think about anything other than their inadequate, worthless selves. When we can be kind and nurturing to ourselves, however, many of our emotional needs are met, leaving us in a better position to focus on others, end quote. So you see, self-compassion actually benefits every relationship you're in. The relationship is better when you are better. So how do we get better? Well, you know what Sandy and I suggest. Awareness, mindfulness, meditation, therapy, prayer, and many other methods that could work best for you. But something you can do in your everyday life when you're upset is ask yourself three questions from author Melissa Dahl. First, think about how many people have experienced what you're experiencing. Second, how would you respond if a friend was the one experiencing what you remembered and they came to talk to you about it? And third, how would a neutral observer view the situation that is causing you to beat yourself up? Sometimes that little shift in perspective is all it takes to help you realize you aren't alone, you could use some love and kindness, and you can give it to yourself to become a healthier you. And with that, I know Sandy will have much more valuable information to give you on this topic tomorrow, and we'll be back next week with something entirely new. Until then, you can head on over to kmaland.com or find us on social media at KMAXXFactor. As always, we thank you so much for listening.